Hi, I'm Nushi Rose. I'm Sophie Hannah. And I'm Mona. Welcome to episode 79 of Ethnically Speaking, the show where we discuss everything affecting the UK's highly melanated communities, from pop culture to current affair and everything in between. We'll be keeping it 100 again today, talking all about sharing your medical details with future partners. Dating apps like Tinder, Hinge and Bumble have all partnered up with the UK government to show a vaccination status badge on profiles, allowing users to see whether they've been partially or fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Meanwhile, sexual health doctors have warned that the UK could face a surge in sexually transmitted diseases as dating resumes in full force post-lockdown. Is someone's vaccination status a dating deal breaker for you? Should the apps introduce an STI status badge too? And if there are any medical conditions that you would want to be declared by a match, if so, when and how should they do it? So, okay, so on this issue, I kind of feel like it's a false, it's a false um, equivalent between declaring your vaccination status and declaring your, um, your STD or STI status. Um, you know, with the vaccine, I kind of, I personally, I can't wait to get it. I am ready. I'm I'm booked in. It's happening. However, what I can't understand why some people would choose, well, I can't agree with people that choose not to have the vaccine. I also think it's up to them. And I think it's worrying that we, you know, the idea of having an actual badge on a profile, which is kind of gamifying the whole idea of, of the vaccine and kind of creating an almost you know, dichotomy between people where if you have it, it's almost a status symbol, which is what badges on profiles, whether it's in video games or in um, other kind of apps or websites usually mean. It's something to show achievement usually. And that to me seems slightly unsavory because I don't think that dating apps should be the platform um, on which kind of representing this view, which kind of this implicit view, which is having the vaccine is the right thing to do. So I'm kind of, I'm really anti that. Whatever my personal views, um, I don't think that is appropriate on a dating platform. However, you know, with an STI badge, I think that's a great idea because what is a dating app if not a conduit to bodily pleasures? And I think because of that, like it's actually, it would make a lot of sense because it would encourage people and incentivize them to get tested. You know what you're signing up for. Um, you know, a lot of people use these apps for, uh, like one night stands rather than relationships, in which case knowing whether somebody has an STI is incredibly important and valuable. Um, and if you're using an app for that reason, they're probably not the only person you're meeting. So it's, I think it's actually a public service and makes sense and is appropriate in that context. I had to think about this very personally, as in would it put me off if I dated someone who didn't get the vaccine or didn't have the badge? It really depends on the reason why if I'm being honest. Now, if they were saying they don't want to get it because they feel like the government's using the serum to spy on people and, you know, and aliens are coming, 100%, of course, that's going to be a deal breaker. Yeah, that person's crazy. But if it was somebody... (laughs) Are you here for the aliens and the the government's using it to watch us? Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I should change the scenario? No, I'm just going to go. I'm going to keep going. There's, but if it's somebody who has like genuine health concerns and they're like, they're worried about it, then I'd be like, okay, I can understand that. But not if it's something they can Google. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's like, 
how did it get ready so quickly? But things like that, but like, you know, if you just put that into Google, you'll find the answer. So it really depends in terms of the vaccine, but is it going to be a deal breaker? Like I said, no, unless it's like some crazy reason. In terms of the SDI badge, now, yes, of course, I think it makes sense. My issue is who's actually going to be honest. That That's really it. I don't think the majority of people are going to be like, yeah, I've got hep C. Yeah, I'm currently have gonorrhea, but looking for a one night stand in Camden. I just, I just, <laughs> I just really doubt that people are gonna be honest. You know, I just don't think they're gonna be honest. And if it's something that you can get rid of and they have gotten rid of it, then what is their incentive to tell you that they have chlamydia six months ago? I just, I, I see the purpose. I think it's helpful. I just think people are not going to declare that because I, and maybe that's a game me. I don't know how much I'd want to speak with somebody who was declaring that they had a plethora of previous sexual uh, transmitted disease. So that's me. I <clears throat> I feel like I agree with both of you on what you said. Would it be a deal breaker for me if somebody was partially fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all? Like you said, Sophie, it depends on their reasons and their intentions. I find that having it on the dating app is very bizarre to me and is one of the reasons why I question the vaccine and the way that it's being pushed into the public in the first place. There's a very fine line between coercion and persuasion and I feel like it just seems to get really murky. I don't understand how having the badge on a dating website, which we've already spoken about on these episodes as to how they can segregate people so much and judge people off appearances and kind of like, biased basis is to then have this i'm like okay are you part of the cause or part of the part of the solution or part of the problem i also feel that introducing the sti badge makes a hundred percent sense to me i agree with what you're saying sophie how honest are people going to be but i think if you had to do something where it was like say if you had an sti and, and show like proof from the sexual health clinic and you didn't want to do that then you wouldn't be allowed on the app so that way you don't have to disclose what you have but you won't be on the app until you can show that you're clean right that makes sense to me so if there was that sort of limitation there where you could police who was going on the app i absolutely think that that makes sense because if we go back to the vaccination there isn't any way to verify that they have or haven't had the vaccine. So people could be coming up on here wanting to get the badge and they, there's no verification as to whether they've had it or they had it. So it's a little bit stupid because people can come on here and now be catfishes, catfishing people whether they've had the COVID vaccine, which makes no sense. Do you get what I mean? So that in itself is a little bit shady where people are kind of running after, I don't know, like a pat on the back or a gold star, but there's actually no... There's no proof behind it that they're telling the truth. I find that another warped way as well. It's just to jump on the bandwagon and just get the conversation going about have you got the vaccine and well, I think you should. Just kind of like conforming people into peer pressure. I don't really agree with that. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that I wouldn't date someone who had an STI because at the end of the day, you wouldn't, if, you wouldn't even know that like, they could honestly lie. But I do like the fact that there are apps such as Grindr where gay men are open about if they've had HIV or AIDS and they say it very openly, like whether they're currently, if they have it at the moment, if they've been exposed to it. And I think that is so healthy because 
um, sexual health doctors aren't lying. I mean, it's common sense. Post-lockdown, people are going to be bumping uglies like there's no tomorrow. So, of course, there's going to be a rise in STIs. So, if there was something that could help people just practice safe sex, because there's still this stigma around safe sex, which I find very bizarre. And I find it mostly linked to women. I feel like there's stigma against STIs for women. If the conversation was about to be had, it seems to be that people get very uncomfortable. And I think anything that can generate this conversation would be amazing. So, I'm all for the STI badges on dating apps however that's going to be done i have no idea but i'm here for it do i think with the gay sorry i was gonna say do you <laughs> feel that you would be honest yes <laughs> on my profile <laughs> no i wouldn't you know I, I, i'm gonna be real nah no <laughs> Like, I'd, if in a relationship, like, yeah. And it depends. Like, if it's something I had previously, then no. If it's something I had currently, then yes. Or if it was something I couldn't get rid of, then yes. Um, but, yeah, I just... Oh, I just... And I shouldn't, I shouldn't really, because, you know, like, if you're having sex... You know, you're very prone and probably likely to get an STD. Do you know what I mean? There is no such thing as safe sex apart from abstinence. That's what they say. You know, it's always safer sex because every time you have sex, there's a risk, even if you're using contraception and whatever. But, oh, I just feel like STDs just creep me out, man. Like, I just feel like it's so personal. I don't, I don't think I could just put it on my profile. Do you feel like that's because there's a stigma attached to it? Or do you feel like that's just down to your own personal reasons? I'd probably say the stigma. I think it's the stigma of it. And I haven't been in the dating scene for a, a long time. And I haven't been in the dating. Like, I obviously online dating. On, do we call No, dating apps. Online dating, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, that was around before I got married. But I hadn't gotten to the point where I was um, going to try it out. I was still kind of like, oh, I've. Well, I thought I wasn't going to meet anybody because I was thinking it's not going to happen for me. But then I always was used to meeting people out and about. Whereas I think if I'd been single for a little bit longer, I probably would have tried dating websites. So I think having not been in that kind of world, I just I just don't know. I feel like things that maybe people are comfortable to share. I haven't had the time and the experience to be like, oh, this is cool to share. That's not cool to share, which I guess is kind of funny based on the fact that I'm on an opinion show online every week. But yeah, just talking about my sexual history online, I'm just not here for it. <laughs> not here for it. I think if there was some sort of like special way of, it's not just on your badge because um, let's say you're talking about Tinder. If you swipe and stuff, all your public information is right there. So even if someone doesn't match you, they have it. I think maybe if it was a thing where both of you matched and you could see that both of you were interested in one another, then it's not just like information being thrown up to anyone willy nilly. That makes a little bit more sense to me. But I completely agree. I think it's very touchy and the internets would definitely have to be finely tuned to make people a little bit more comfortable. Mm. Yeah. What if you, what if like you had gonorrhea, but you really wanted to have sex, but if you could filter to find the other people in your area that also had gonorrhea, I'm joking, but what I was going to say is... <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you were joking, Nishi. 
I just, I, I, I think my answer that be, I'm never going to be that desperate for sex. <laughs> I am, I am a hundred percent going to wait until the drugs kicking and then it's cured. Like I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to wait. I'm happy to wait. No, no, I do, I, like, I do actually agree. But actually, what I was actually going to say is that this has actually happened to me once in my life, not me personally being affected. But um, which was, which was like the one, like the one happy ending of this story. But it was somebody I didn't meet online. It was someone I was seeing in, like I'd met them in real life. And after a while, they one day they came to my work and they were sitting outside my work. And um, I said, why are you here? Um, and they were like, look, I need to tell you something because I haven't been honest with you. Oh, and so I obviously, my mind went to like cheating or whatever, to whatever. And he goes, why don't we go for a walk? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, you know, I finished work. And his, his revelation was that he actually had herpes. Now, herpes is an incurable disease. Yeah, right? it is. I didn't know at the time, yeah. And thankfully, as I say, like, I was lucky I hadn't contracted this. But, I mean, I remember like, at the time, like, the sense of betrayal and horror and all that stuff. So in my mind, I'm very much, I think, to kind of avoid those kind of situations in the future. Because if you don't ask somebody, it doesn't even cross your mind that they could be harboring a secret genital disease mm-hmm. um, and not mentioning it to you and putting you at risk. Um, they won't feel the need to say it, you know, especially if you're not, um, you know, if you aren't like in a like close relationship or you haven't been together long. So they don't feel that sense of responsibility or closeness towards you to reveal that about themselves for whatever reason, whether it's shame or kind of disinterest. Um, and so for me, I'm like, put as many things in place so that like to limit this kind of dishonesty or other fellow victims, um, because it is like the worst and so I just think yeah bring on the badge do you know what it really depends on the nature of your relationship as well because I knew um my ex's sister years ago she wouldn't be intimate with a guy unless he'd have unless they both went for an STD check together and then penned in the results of that then they could be intimate Um, I like that I I like that a lot I think that's definitely the road that I would go down but I guess it makes it difficult if people are looking for like a one night stand because obviously then you're not going to want to kind of invest in that sort of time and effort to kind of wait around and well that's that's the reality isn't it that's mm. that's what yeah, you're trying yeah, to say sure. if it's just a hookup um just a hookup so yeah I I think it's really really tough and I don't think yeah <laughs> I don't know guys but one thing I wanted to ask though was what about other health conditions because it really got me thinking as to what other things would I want to know up front about yeah about illness and I think for me I kind of said I would want to know about sickle cell diabetes type 1 diabetes type 2 as well but diabetes type 1 because that's hereditary and mental health like I think those are the three things that I would want to know as like a priority um I would probably say in the first the first two months of dating but I feel some of those are obviously are things that you're probably not going to keep secret for that long or you can't um, because you might have a crisis or, you know, you might need to inject every day or you might be very specific about the things that you eat. But I'd want to know about mental health, definitely, especially if we were thinking about having children. I think that's quite an interesting question, actually. And me and a friend and I had this conversation a while ago and it was the first time I'd ever heard of this. So she said to me that when she dates someone, she asks them their blood type because certain blood types don't go together. 
And I was like, no, never a question that I would have ever asked. And I was like, really? I was thinking, this might be me exposing myself here, but whatever, I'll do it. I don't even know my blood type. So the fact that she knew hers, I was like, wow, round of applause. And me saying that out loud, I need to check that out. Can everyone hold me to this? I need to find out my blood type. The fact that she does she does that, I find that very interesting. And yes, she speaks about sickle cell. And those are not things that I have ever crossed my mind. And Sophie, I'm with you on that. I think is actually very important. So I would probably say those are things that I would like to find out. However, I don't think that I would be direct and upfront if it's early days. Maybe getting into it because you're saying two months into dating, but then that that is a little bit grey. As in, do you class dating? Let's say you met on a website. The moment that you guys start talking, the moment that you guys meet up, the moment that you guys have a conversation that you're seeing each other, like where does it come into the two months range? Because I do think that too early, I might find it a bit inappropriate for me to ask. And I guess it depends because everyone dates with different intentions. Like some people are just dating to go with the flow. Some people Mm -hmm. are dating because they genuinely want a life partner. Some people, you know, everyone's different. So I wouldn't want to come on. I wouldn't say too strong, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be invasive too early on because I think it is quite personal questions yeah I think that's a good point so let me clarify I love this moment you always hold me accountable as to like what specifically do you mean so when I say two months it'll be two months into the relationship so not the dating period um so two months in the relationship and I it's not that I would specifically have a checklist I would want them to tell me within the first two months. I'm never gonna really ask about your mental health history or this or that or whatever but saying that I know people who have asked people when dating straight up do you have the sickle cell um are you a sickle cell carrier do you have the gene because this was someone who has the gene and who has seen people with sickle cell within their family and were just like and having sickle cell it is on a it is on a scale in terms of how severe it can be and how many crises and you know there's pain management and you know it, it can get very bad and very intense and yeah it's still a very very difficult condition to to live with that has a massive impact that can have a massive impact on someone's life so she was saying she would ask on the first date and she was saying if they were sick of cell care she was like she's out she's like she's not even going to entertain it because of what she's seen in her family so I think for some people it, it it is very serious and very scary for them and especially if we're talking about long-term chronic chronic illnesses as well um so it it really depends on what you can on what you can take you know not everyone is going to want to um have to be in a relationship with someone who has a visible or a non-visible condition that will drastically affect both of their lives and and I understand that and I respect that and I say that as somebody who has an eating disorder so that affects my life, it affects my husband's life, it affects like my family's life, depending on how much time I spend with them. So I am very aware and very conscious of how these can affect people's life and you need someone who isn't gonna be like, "Mm, all right then, I'll put up with it, as opposed to someone who is going to assist as much as they can. Just a quick question. If you were back in the dating scene again, would you feel comfortable to tell your potential partner what you've just said about your eating disorder would you feel comfortable to tell them that in the first two months of dating I would you know to be honest because I've made peace with it that that's that's the reason why when I was first diagnosed was in was in my mid to late late 20s um 
I, there was a lot of shame, a lot of shame around it and not wanting to tell people and being so ashamed of it. And then every time you open up or say something about it, it gets a little bit easier. And I'm just kind of accepted the fact I have an eating disorder. Sometimes it's more difficult than other times. Um, some days, some weeks, some months, it's fine. Other times, like if a really bad situation is going on in life, then it affects my eating and I have to be aware of those triggers within my life. And I've gone and gotten help on it on various occasions to the point where I just feel like this is just something that, that happens in my life. The same way um, people who have anxiety, like I have friends who have anxiety and they're kind of like, yep, these situations make me kind of stressed or people I know who have post-traumatic stress disorder because of like um, serious trauma that they've gone through. And I've had to just kind of own it. So I would be comfortable, I would be comfortable talking about it um, and giving them my perspective on it and how it affects me and how it affects my life because it's going to be different for everybody. And I think that's why I would be, I would want to know about someone else, especially for mental health, because, you know, you can pass, mental health can be passed on. Your child is probably, is, is more likely to have a mental health condition if their parent does. So me as someone who has a mental health condition, I'm, I would be very aware if my partner did. Jonathan doesn't, but if my partner did, um, I'd be very aware of like, I would be like, yeah, what's going to happen with the kids? Because as much as I am, I've made peace with having an eating disorder, uh, I don't want to pass it on to my children understandable and she what's your thoughts um in terms of whether i would ask ask the person beforehand or disclose if i had anything both um, yeah both. i don't think you know what i'm a very intense person on dates as you can imagine from my singleness but there's been many first dates where i have actually asked people the same question i have asked them what are their greatest traumas that they've suffered or um yeah i need to work on my flirting but i do ask them very personal questions and but usually i ask them because like i'm really interested in in the individual i want to know what their life is like and to me the things that make somebody not necessarily attractive but interesting are okay like what has happened like you know what has happened in your life that makes you you what experiences have changed you or like changed the way you think or have informed the way you go about your life and deal with other people or deal with issues that come up so that to me is when I meet somebody that's what I want to know whether it's a friend or a potential partner um, and I think that's how you build closeness between people so would I ask them yes do I think I have a right to know the answer no um, and would I share similar things I think Yes, definitely. As soon as I got to know the person, you know, I think sharing those things is really important. And I don't say that in terms of having kids. Like I definitely want to have like my five children somehow, but, um, I don't like my main thing, my main interest in, um, in that is more just, you know, that's what makes relationships special rather than superficial, right? It's really, <clears throat> excuse me, intrinsically knowing somebody. So for that reason, yes. Um, but when we talk about it, like kind of in an equivalence to like having this thing on your profile and therefore kind of revealing it to strangers. So re revealing really personal things that, you know, have potentially negatively impacted you or meant you've had to go to therapy or deal with a new normal in your own life. Um, I think that's really invasive and unnecessary. And I think it speaks to this kind of 
culture we exist in where everything, we have to talk about everything we're doing all the time. And nothing is kind of sacred is the wrong word, but privacy is, you know, privacy is a privilege. And it's something we should respect and uphold to some extent, in my opinion. Um, and so I don't think that we should be declaring it on profiles, or I personally wouldn't. But yeah, in terms of relationships, you need to know that stuff, um, especially if you're going to be living with that person and starting a life with them, because yeah, it will become part of your life too. Um, so, so were you yeah. saying, Nushi, that they don't have a right to know on your profile, or you're saying that someone doesn't have a right to know unless you want to tell them in a relationship? So I don't think a person ever has a right to know anything personal to you about your life, but I also think it's an, almost a necessary step to like bring you closer together in mm-hmm. like romantically. And just yeah. to confirm, are we talking about the COVID vaccine? Are we saying that we don't feel like that needs to be um, mm. put forward? Or are we talking about the STI badge, the hypothetical? Oh, no, I was, I was talking about mental health, guys. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah be, I, was, I was talking about mental health, yeah. To be honest, I, I would probably say that I think people do have a right to know. Um, if you're in a committed relationship, I do. Not if you're just out here having one night stands, but if you're in a I'm so relationship... sorry, but I just have to confirm again. What are we talking about now? Are we talking about mental health? The mental okay. health and like okay. medical mental health and like medical conditions. Like I yeah. said, with the STD, yes, if it's current and you cut and you currently have it. If you don't have it anymore, then I'm just like it's in the past, whatever it's yeah, dealt with. Yeah, yeah. But I think I would probably say I think people do have a right to know about like mental health and physical um and maybe physical elements or conditions that are going to affect both of your lives because I think especially with mental health you could be acting in ways that are not what you not what your partner is used to and if you haven't told them why they are they will have absolutely no clue why your behavior is different or why things are the way they are or what what is going on or things that might potentially trigger you and not necessarily what they're doing but just the kind of be mindful do you know what I mean? So I think it gives them a heads up as to what is going on. And if they want to, which which you would hope to support you at those times. But I think because it's mental health, it affects your behavior. It can affect the way you eat, the way you sleep, the um, the way you think, the way you interact, everything. And I think that it's unfair for somebody to potentially see different moods or mood swings or behaviors that you're not giving them enough information to understand what it is that's going on this is a hard one you know because I feel like I sit in between (laughs) the both of you and I've actually I'm gonna backpedal here a bit because I think going back to the original question of do we think that it's okay to introduce the STI badge to dating apps too I'm actually going to take a step back here because what Sophie has mentioned about mental health, I almost feel like it's unfair to partmentalize STIs because at the end of the day, you're still putting pressure on somebody to reveal something that's actually quite personal to them. And through that pressure could open up a whole can of worms. I like the message, but I don't think I like the delivery. And I think that as long as people are able to do whatever is best for both parties involved, I'm here for that. And everyone's circumstance is going to be different, even though I do believe that I'm going to um, put them all together for now, even though I do think that 
the STIs, mental health, physical conditions. I think it is important because the person you're bringing into that situation, you're voluntarily bringing them in. And if you're not telling them something, you're actively withholding information for them. However, that being said, everyone's different. Some people, the point I was going to, that made me think of this, Sophie, is when you said that you came to a point of acceptance and kind of stemmed away from the shame and you felt more comfortable to have these conversations, like amazing for you to be able to have that self-awareness some people really aren't. So if they're in a position in their life where they attach what they're going through with shame, who is to say that they should now be able to share this with someone else? And it's unfair to say, okay, well, if you're in that frame of mind, then you shouldn't be on a dating app or you shouldn't be dating people because that's just absolutely ludicrous. But then at the same time, if they're going through that, how are they then able to then start sharing information that they're not even comfortable with themselves or they haven't even come to terms with themselves. They're still in a healing process. So now I'm a bit like, I don't know. I've kind of backpilled a bit in what I've said. Do you know what? I think what you're saying makes sense and you're making some really valid points. And I think, I think it is just going to be different for different people. And I, I guess this is just, as always, this is just my opinion. I think that I would, the reason why I think that it is important to share it is because you could end up with mental health, like you are very fortunate if you have mental, uh, mental health condition and you know, you seek help and you never have it again. A lot of times it reoccurs, maybe at stressful times or difficult times, um, because it's a lot of times it's linked to the way that you cope with things, or it can be um, a hormone deficiency or whatever. And I, my fear would be I could lose somebody that I care about very much because I haven't let them know what's going on. And because I have now this kind of different and maybe erratic behavior that they're not understanding and that they can't attribute it to the fact that actually they're going through a tough time. Like they're, they're going through something difficult right now or someone who has like MS or whatever, there's a time where you, you probably need to be a bit more sensitive with them and their body. And if, and if you don't, you could also be um, putting barriers in your relationship that you can't get past because I, I guess this is a question for you, for you ladies. If someone didn't tell you and you saw sometimes differences in behavior and moods and this and that, and then eventually they did, wouldn't you feel like, why couldn't you just trust me with this? Like I could have been more of a help to you if I'd have, if I'd have known. Like there's probably things I've been doing that are just not helpful because I just didn't know. Um, and I guess that's the where I come from it to allow somebody to, to kind of be a part of your life. But, um, yeah but like you said it's up to the person mm -hmm. I think people are very protective and when it comes especially to dating they are going to put their best foot forward to make sure that they are seen in the best light if you want to and certain things certain skeletons that they have in their closet might be uncomfortable for them to bring to the dating world I do think so Nishi you got any final thoughts on what um, Sophie said I mean so I would, I don't know if I'd feel betrayed. I would feel, I would potentially feel upset, but I think I would, you know, I think a lot of people who have mental health conditions, you know, part of it is so like rooted in this fear of um, reprisal or fear of being, or fear of rejection, that's the word. So fear of rejection, but like as soon as they kind of tell, tell someone they love or care about that they have this, whatever their condition is, that I think... I would, I would understand, you know, like if, if that's like so ingrained in you in this person, um, actually like that, uh, that fear or anxiety was more overwhelming than 
um, you know, their ability to, to talk about it, even if they wanted to, and they sort of got themselves in a bad situation. I mean, you know, that's that's really sad. And of course, it's not ideal. But ultimately, you know, I think the whole nature of mental health is you're making irrational choices, whether that's choosing not to get help or choosing to keep something hidden, even though ultimately it will like bite you more than if you just shared it with your partner or friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the position I would take. Yeah, I think rounding up, going back to the original point of the COVID vaccine and STDs, one thing that I would say that I'm actually a bit disappointed that in the way that I feel like the vaccine is being pushed is there seems to be people jumping on the bandwagon who care more about this vaccine in comparison to other things. And I know that we're in a global pandemic, but something like 5,000 people were um, 5,000 people were given like a questionnaire and 28% of them said that they wouldn't date somebody who hadn't been given the jab. And I think I find that a bit difficult to swallow because when it comes to STDs, I wish that people had the same sort of energy as well, especially because the way that the long lasting effects could be making people infertile, I think is a huge thing. And these sexual health doctors who have spoken about the rise, we know that this is coming. So the fact that people have a little bit more of a higher bar, shall I say, for not dating someone who hasn't had the COVID vaccine, but might have maybe a lower bar for someone who has STDs and spreading it around and you contributing towards that, I think is a real shame. I really do think it's a real shame, but we could go on about this for ages. And I've thought a lot about this. And if there's anything that I want to say, I actually really hope that people who are watching this do spread this type of conversation because I'm actually really interested in what people have to say. So thank you for watching and listening to Ethically Speaking. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Let's keep it going. Let us know in the comments down below. Do you think that singletons should discuss their medical conditions with potential partners? For a summary of everything we've spoken about today, head over to unitedmelinagroup.com forward slash ESO79. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you don't miss a thing. We'll see you on Monday where we'll be talking about professionals getting all up in your business. You don't want to miss out on that. But until then, wear your masks, wash your hands, and most of all, stay safe.